Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the quick hitter version of Catch and Shoot 2.0. Along with Aaron Berlin, I'm Otto Strong. Our featured conversation this week is with Johan Buha of The Athletic and the Forum Club Podcast. We're going to talk about the Lakers and what might happen in the offseason. They're in a tough spot because half the rotation basically is going to be for agents. Um, so you, you got uh, Dennis Schroeder, Alex Caruso, Taylor Horton Tucker, Montrezl Harrell can opt out. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does that, depending on what his role ends up being. Um, so, you know, right that right there is, is four of your top eight, nine guys and, and a guy in Taylor who you're high on didn't end up trading, you know, including in that trade for Kyle Lowry, which I think in retrospect, I, I would take, I mean, imagine, imagine if the Lakers had <laughs> Kyle Lowry right now, like yeah. in, in kind of the, the spot they'd be in. Um, so I, I mean, that might be a trade they end up regretting depending on how the, the season plays out. Um, I mean, they're already up against, they're going to be up against the tax. They're not going to have any cap space, even if some of those guys walk. So I, I think the, the priorities for them are going to be re-signing Alex Caruso, who I think continues to show he's in that conversation for, for third most important Laker. Like when he, like he was huge in that Golden State game. He, he changed the game, mm-hmm. what was guarding, you know, pressing up against Steph, uh, forced some turnovers on him, some tough shots late in that game, uh, really made some key, had a key assist to AD for, for a dunk to give them the, the lead late. Like Alex Crusoe just makes game winning plays uh, on a consistent basis. He's a closer for them and, and he's really important. So I think they're going to try to keep him. I think they're going to try to keep THT. The one guy that's kind of up in the air to me is Dennis. Um, you know, he's someone who has not been shy with kind of voicing his opinion to the media. Like day one as a Laker comes out and says, I want to be the starting point guard. When that mm-hmm. had not been decided yet, the Lakers had not, like they were considering going with uh, some something more like last year where like Dennis would be in that Rondo role and maybe they're starting Wes Matthews or, or Caruso and kind of going with the non-traditional uh, backcourt with like two off-ball guards versus a, a more point, uh, traditional point guard. So Dennis has applied, and then he's applied pressure, talking about his contract, talking about not wanting to be traded, like different things. So I think he's a guy that, ba- like, if you want the 20 plus million that he's asking for, and that's what he's been asking for, you got to be the third guy on the team. And he has not done that consistently recently. I know he was out with the health and safety protocols, but I look at him as the guy that probably has the most writing on this postseason because if he's a, a dud and a disappointment as the Lakers third guy, I don't see how you can justify bringing him back for, for 20 plus million. Right. So to me, he's, he's a 16 to $18 million a guy, a year guy. I don't view him as like 18 plus. I don't love that. Um, so I, I look at Dennis and Trez as maybe the two guys who aren't back next year, depending on how the playoffs go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for the Lakers, they are in an interesting spot. Like you do still have LeBron and AD, you have some of these younger role players, but you, you might lose some depth next season. And that's why I really think they got to figure this out because, you know, you lose this year, you don't know what next year looks like. And, and we don't know how much time LeBron has, as crazy as that sounds. And, and he's looking a little human, a little bit. So <laughs> a little, a little bit. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But I, I, it's fascinating because 
you know, they, they don't have a lot of money to improve. So maybe there's one guy they can find with that mid-level exception this year for nine and a half million. But I don't know if that's a guy that really swings things. So um, I, this kind of is the group. And if anything, they're going to probably lose a player or two from this group. So, um, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, you know, there's, there's always a saying that, you know, the bill always comes due at the end of a trade, right? Like at some point you're going to feel the effects of it. Is this maybe the Lakers finally feeling the effects of that Anthony Davis trade? It was fine last year when you could kind of plug gaps really fast, but now they're missing some of their younger players and some of the players that they shipped off. Yeah. I, I think, I think potentially, um, you know, like I, I think, at the end of the day, they, they won a championship and that's something that, um, you know, I, I think sometimes in the moment we, we can lose sight of that where no matter what happens, uh, the Anthony Davis trade was a, a resounding, you know, emphatic success for the Lakers. They won a championship in the first year and, and yes, they were in the bubble and, and, you know, people can, can kind of pick at that. I, I actually, you know, I'm more so on the, on, on the side of, I think it was harder to win a championship in the bubble and, and being in isolation for basically a hundred days and then not having fans. And we, we've seen how not having fans has affected so many teams and players this season. And, and I think winning under those circumstances, like, uh, you know, you can make the case it was easier. I, I think you could also make the case it was harder and, I, and I'm more on that side. So I think no matter what happens, like, you know, we can look at certain things and Brandon Ingram and, and Lonzo and, and different guys, but like, you, you draft those guys hoping they one day become an Anthony Davis or, or um, the sum of its parts can, can equal an Anthony Davis. And I don't think that's been the case, right? So I, I think I think the Lakers would do that trade 10 out of 10 times. I'd still rather have Anthony Davis than, um, you know, Ingram, Ball, Hart, and, and those picks. You know, we'll see five years from now what ends up happening with, with AD. How, how does the rest of his career play out? Do they get another star to reload around him? Uh, but I, I think... He already won them a championship. He was great. He was a big part of that. And I think, you know, that you got to like, so, I mean, maybe like they, they could, they could be in a better spot with some of that depth. But for, for me, I, I, I still, I, you take the championship, you take the superstar player. If you'd like to hear more from Johan, check out the full version of Catch and Shoot 2.0 from Pure Hoops Media. You can also see the video version of the Catch and Shoot Quick Hitter on the Pure Hoops Media YouTube channel.